Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, and I am sitting here with uh, Ziggy Stardust... (laughs) Rodriguez. Um, That's me. Yes, and we are without Mr. Dorian. Uh, Thomas Patrick Dorian is not able to be with us today. He's not feeling so good, so uh, we'll say a prayer for him. Uh, but we have faith that he will be fine. Oh, yeah. We have faith. We believe, uh, which is sort of our sort of entree into this topic today. It's a good topic. Yeah, so, you know, uh, we are, uh, well, this weekend's readings uh, we're we're going to read from uh, the letter St. James. Oh yes, yeah, the second chapter, and and that's a that's a that's a powerful one, and uh, or depending on how you look at it, it's an epistle of straw. Oh yeah, Martin, <laughs> Martin Luther loved this he, one, right? He didn't. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, Father Martin didn't like this one at all. Um, and so so let's read from uh, let's read let's let's read and talk. How about that? So here's what uh, uh, St. James has to say. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister has nothing to wear and has no food for the day, and one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm, and eat well, but you do not give them the necessities of the body, what good is it? So also, faith of itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Indeed, someone might say, you have faith and I have works. Demonstrate your faith to me without works, and I will demonstrate my faith to you from my works. So this is a really interesting reading. Now, um, I know, um, Sam, you and I are both uh, in the Deep South, uh, and there are a lot of our uh, separated brothers and sisters here. There's a lot, a lot of Protestants who uh, are all around us, and and you know this is a kind of a bone of a contention sometimes and i don't think even catholics are all fully aware like what what do you say when i think a lot of catholics are caught off guard when they hear like or some of our separated brothers and sisters say you catholics earning your way to salvation that's right right how many rosaries do you have to pray to get into heaven yeah you know and actually know the number but that's and we'll, <laughs> we'll reveal that at the end of the show <laughs> so stay tuned but the the point is um do catholics really fully understand uh, and we, we've touched on this subject before, but it was many years ago. And you can go to our website, thecatholiccafe.com, and just search Faith and Works, and you'll find a show called Faith and Works way back when. Uh, and it's like literally, I think it's been 13 years that show aired. It's, we've been on the air a long time. Uh, and um, and so we, we cover a lot of stuff there. But I, we, I really wanted to like sort of cover this idea of faith without works. Mm. And, and what is St. James getting at? Um, here now, if I'm talking to uh, a Protestant brother or sister, right? If I'm if I'm talking to them, I, I should know and be aware that for most uh, Protestant faiths, um, whatever faith tradition they come from uh, in the Protestant realm, for most of them there are three basic tenets that are involved. You know, the Latin is sola fide, sola scriptura, and sola gratia. So by faith alone by scripture alone and by grace alone um and certainly catholics are not at odds with everything that's said there with the exception of that that word alone that sola word is is the the difficult part we agree with uh, grace alone by the way 
Yeah. You know? And we also agree with, in, a, in essence, with the, the necessity of faith. We, we, we're, we don't discount that at all. Right. The problem is, is when you start to pit faith and works. Right. Right. So sola fide really means uh, it's by faith alone. And really, sola fide, <laughs> that, that actually came from, again... Father Martin Luther. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. it's kind of ironic how Solofedianism kind of bumps up against Sola Scriptura. <laughs> yes, they do. They do squarely against each other. And and interestingly, um, it's uh, that all comes to us the whole faith alone thing, the big discussion. And and there's lots of aspects to the discussion, right? Certainly, but um, a lot of people don't even realize that when Martin Luther translated his Bible, right? When he did his Bible. He actually inserted a word, the word alone, into the text of St. Paul in St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. So if we look at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, it says this, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And then Martin Luther put that word alone in there. <laughs> by faith alone. I don't mean to laugh, I'm sorry. Right? And but this yes. is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. Not because of works, lest any man should boast. Right? So, now, a lot of people stop reading there, and, and this next line is key, especially from the Catholic perspective. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So we're invited to do works. But we're, say, we're saying, so this is where the Catholics get their faith and works. Right? Yeah. It's not just faith. It's not just works. It's faith and works. And it's wrong for a Catholic to say, I can pray my way into heaven. I can do rosaries. I can give coats to the homeless. And that's how I get to heaven. That's, that's wrong. Right. Ultimately. Right. It's good to do those things. But that's not why you're going to heaven. Right. Right. It's the faith that's, that's working uh, through love. And that comes to us from uh, St. Paul's letter to the Galatians, chapter 5, where uh, we hear, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision is of any avail, but faith working through love. Yeah, How it, beautiful that well, is. Well, it's an incarnational faith. Yes. You know? well, <laughs> exactly. We are, we are body and soul. Right. Right. So what's good for the body is good for the soul. What's good for the soul is good for the body. And, and you, we, we don't want to have just our soul in heaven. We want our body there, too. Right. And, and, we, and God gave us this soul, so we nurture that. And so the faith, right, is there, right, in, in the soul. And, and the body also has to have that faith. How does the body experience that faith but through works? You know, one thing that God taught me in prayer years ago, and I really needed it, uh, I was at a place in my life where I was really confused about the nature of God's love, and I realized uh, through God's instruction that I was looking at myself as an endpoint of God's love. And he helped me see that grace flows like a circuit. You know, God, he loves us to love through us to others and yes. we can really short circuit you know the order of grace if we want to treat ourselves as the endpoint of god's love because ultimately it can't be about us does he love us yes does he love us for us yes but he desires to love us to love through us and we're not we're acting contrary to the spirit of that love if we make ourselves the endpoint i mean essentially that's trinitarian right that's a, that's a beautiful theology because you know, God the Father loved God the Son with such intensity, and God the Son loved God the Father with such intensity that it eternally spirates 
God the Holy Spirit. Yes. Right? So there is so so love is fruitful. If it's true love, it's fruitful. So love love goes outward. Yes. So you receive it and you are a conduit and it goes outward and becomes fruitful. So that's that's beautiful. And so we see um, this necessity, this importance of making sure that we don't fall into the trap that St. James talks about here, where faith uh, without works, so faith alone, he essentially says faith alone is dead. Martin Luther did not like that. I mean, Martin Luther really wanted to get rid of this book. Uh, he didn't want, he called it an epistle of straw. He, he didn't really want the letter of St. James. Right. It was problematic for him. Um, and he, and then in Ephesians where he puts the word alone into the text, where he added that word. I mean, that's pretty daring. Yeah, I, I would he, say he, so. And you know what? He's not a, he's not a, he wasn't a dumb man. No. Very, very, very smart. Uh, and he knew it. And, and I, I just want to read a little letter that gives you a little, gives you a little insight into who uh, Martin Luther, you know, how he thought. Okay. Right? Um, and so he, he was, I'll just say he wasn't invited to a lot of conventions. <laughs> right? So, uh, so this is, this is a letter that he wrote in uh, September of 1530. Uh, and it's a letter to a man named Wenceslas Link. And there's a lot of backstory there. But essentially, um, Wenceslas Link, Las, Wenceslas Link is talking. Sounds, Wincy. Yeah, we just Wincy, call him Wincy. Yeah. So he's, he's talking to uh, Martin Luther about, hey, there's a big fuss going on because you put that word in there. Yeah. Right. Did you put that word in there? You know, essentially. So here's what Martin Luther says about faith alone, where, where he, uh, he he replies. Um, and he says, you tell me what a great fuss the papists. That would be the Catholics. Just so we're clear. <laughs> you, That's us. <laughs> yes. You tell me what a great fuss the papists are making because the word alone is not in the text of Paul. If your papists make such an unnecessary row about the word alone, say right out to him, Dr. Martin Luther will have it so, and say papists and asses, now I'm sure he's referring to donkeys at that point, uh, are one and the same thing. I will, ha- I, will, I will have it so, and I order it to be so, and my will is reason enough. I know very well that the word alone is not in the Latin or Greek text, and it was not necessary for the papists to teach me that. It is true those letters are not in it, which letters the jackasses look at as a cow stares at a new gate. It shall remain in my New Testament, and if all the popish donkeys were to get mad and beside themselves, they will not get it out. And so... Now I understand. Yes. <laughs> so now you agree 100%. Yes, yes. Sola fide, right? I'm just going to keep staring at that letter <laughs> like, a, like a cow stares at a new gate. Yeah, you know? exactly. Well, so here's the thing. That, that just that gives you some insight. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I don't want to, I'm certainly am in no place to judge Martin Luther uh, and, and don't want to. And I don't want to disrespect our Protestant brothers and sisters yeah. who see him really as a hero because he did fight some things and reform and, and whatnot. There were some important things that, that he's done. But maybe in this situation, uh, went a bit, ta- a tad far. Well, I'm glad he, he, he didn't work the poop colored and sm- covered in snow imagery into the Bible. Too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that might have been difficult. Yeah, exactly right. So, and on the sixth day. Yeah, exactly. No. So I just, I, 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 I want us to know that. Um, and so these are important things, I think, really, uh, and to, for Catholics to understand sort of the background here and what's going on. And so then is it true? Like when someone walks up to you and says, can a Catholic pray his way into heaven? Can a Catholic do rosaries to get into heaven? And if they make, make cheese sandwiches down at the, the food kitchen or the soup kitchen, uh, you know, are they going to uh, get into heaven because of that, right? And the answer is no. 
Right. I mean, the the, the, the answer is unequivocal no. I bray a bit, too, like a donkey <laughs> when I answer that. <laughs> I, I know you do, and of, <laughs> of, of course you do. So before we hear Sam Bray uh, for us, we're we, uh, we going to have to take a break, and uh, we'll be right back uh, after this short break. <laughs> I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. The world has long wrestled with belief in God. Belief in a supreme and loving creator who transcends all things, all spaces, and all time. And countless words of wisdom have been written through the ages, by Catholic and non-Catholic thinkers alike, about the meaning, importance, and construct of faith. American writer and poet Elizabeth York Case writes, There is no unbelief. Whoever plants a seed beneath the sod and waits to see it push away the clod, He trusts in God. St. Thomas Aquinas, doctor of the church, writes, To one who has faith, no explanation is necessary. To one without faith, no explanation is possible. If a man wishes to be sure of the road he treads on, St. John of the Cross tells us, he must close his eyes and walk in the dark. Faith, says Helen Keller, is the strength by which a shattered world shall emerge into the light. First Lady, Eleanor Roosevelt writes, He who loses money loses much. He who loses a friend loses much more. He who loses faith loses all. St. Augustine, early father of the church, reminds us, Faith is to believe what you do not see. The reward of this faith is to see what you believe. In St. Matthew's Gospel, Jesus himself speaks of the great power and promise of this gift of faith. He tells us, For truly I say to you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. As defined in our Sunday Visitor's Catholic Dictionary, faith is the first of the theological virtues. Together with hope and love, faith brings about the life of sanctifying grace in the human person. Faith is truly a gift from God. We cannot manufacture it or create it out of nothing. It is not a faucet that we can turn on or off. No, it is indeed a beautiful and precious gift given out of love to each of us from God. And by definition, because it is a gift, it must be received. And once received, it must be nurtured, tended, cared for, cultivated, and developed. Faith must be lived or it will die. It is only in living a life of faith that we are truly alive. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And I am Deacon Jeff, sitting here with Ziggy Rodriguez, and we are talking about faith without works, right, and what that looks like. And we had just, uh, at the end of our last segment there, we were talking about, uh, you know, asking the question, can a Catholic work his way into heaven? And the answer from the Catholic Church, from the highest reaches of our church, no. The answer is no. And, you know, some of that, I mean, we can see that in Scripture. And we were talking about 
uh, uh, St. Paul talking about works. And whenever St. Paul is talking about works, for the most part in his letters, he's talking about works of the law. Right, like 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 cl- ritual cleansings and stuff like All that. All these things, yeah. which were good things, and they, they and they essentially came from God, right? So the six hundred thirteen laws of Moses and all that that came from God, right? Right, and that's part of like the I guess God's uh, revelation to them and the about uh, demanding obedience and reverence and 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 holiness and all these things is kind of like teaching. I mean, the first thing God did in the Garden of Eden is like, oh, by the way, here's a rule. Right, right. So there, we talked about we had we had all show on rules, right? Right, and and finding Jesus in the rules. So, but I mean, we have some scriptures like uh, Saint Paul of the Galatians, Galatians saying, "We ourselves who are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners, yet who know that a man is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ, and not by works of the law, because by works of the law." Shall no one be justified? I mean, he says it over and over again. It's like this works of the law, works of the law, works of the law. It's not about following the works of the law. Well, there's a big difference, I think, you know, in the, in the era of Moses, you know, God, much had been revealed about God. You know, God revealed himself to people prior to Moses as well, obviously. Um, but there was a lot that wasn't revealed about God, and including his core character being love. Yes, you know, and, and Jesus on Calvary revealed uh, the the inner life of the Trinity, the heart of God, to be self-sacrificing love. Reveal that to be the core truth of the universe and of the faith. And John, the Apostle John, in his writings, stating unambiguously, "God is love." Well, so if that was not yet revealed. And the people of God during the time of Moses, when those laws were being promulgated, it was largely ordered towards, you know, training the hearts of the people of God towards obedience and and, and centering their lives around God. But it wasn't yet revealed what they were centering their lives around and who he was at his core. Only God knows his time in Revelation, right? Right. What he's revealing at what point. And so we see these these shadows that are that are that are portraying what's they're essentially uh, foreshadowing, like this when Jesus is in in full revelation mode. Right, right. He is the revealed law. And what does he say? He says before to to his apostles before he you know has his passion. He tells them that the Holy Spirit would be descending upon them and would be leading them to all truth. Right. We know that all truth. The ultimate truth is love. And basically, so God is wanting to not just reveal himself to us and has not just revealed to himself as love, but he wants to live in us and through us as love. Amen. And so and and that is certainly uh, important because uh, if we tie that to what St. James is saying we and we clue in uh, or, or key in on this particular line, so also faith of itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Right. Right. So so. Works alone is dead. Yeah. Right? What what you know, and then faith alone is dead. I mean, that's what Saint James says. And that's one of the problems that I think that Martin Luther had with uh with this particular text. Right? So what is a what does a dead faith look like? Gosh, well, I mean, I think if if God isn't alive within you and isn't living within you, 
Right. So what does that look like, though? It's bad. I'll just yeah. I'll admit that's I agree that's bad. I mean, is it uh, uh, the the per, I mean, is it hypocrisy? Is it uh, um, people who have a, a false understanding or sense of humanity and they treat people certain ways? Is it uh, is it people who uh, are God fearing Christian people who keep kept slaves or, or you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like you know is is that in essence dead faith? Well, so I guess first you have uh, a person has baptism where the the wound of original sin is healed, right? And but they still have <clears throat> concupiscence; they still have skewed desires and skewed understandings yeah. and 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 proclivities that lead them to se- sin and self centeredness and right. in, a, in a variety of ways, right? But God is at work in a person's life when you. When you give your life to God and you are inviting him to change you, to change how you see things, to change how you see yourself, to change how you understand life, to guide you uh, when you don't understand what's going on. Right. Now, what I will say to you is I agree 100%. And what I also will say is that will be evidenced. Yes. Right. That will become, that will reveal itself. People say like something's going on with Sam. I mean, right. something is going on with him, and and they they will be able to see that God is alive in you, that faith is alive in you, because of your works. I mean, literally because yeah. of what you're doing, how you comport yourself, what you're saying, what your actions tell people, right? Because if there's a disharmony between your thoughts or your feelings or your faith, as it were, and your actions, that's a problem. Well, and I think also the primary work of the Holy Spirit is to form Christ within us. And I think the fruits of the Holy Spirit, peace, love, joy, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, right. those are also ways in which it will be evidence that the Holy Spirit has really, uh, a person has taken on the yoke of God yeah. uh, and, and allowed God to take over. And you'll, by the fruits you shall know them, those will be among the fruits. Well, so you said by the fruits you shall know them. And that's an important thing to know as well, right? Yeah. And to think about. It. And I want to go uh, just a little bit the other way and say, and I don't want to discount works. We can't discount works. You know, our, our holy scriptures right. uh, don't, I mean, in fact, they do the opposite, right? Listen to some of these scriptures and, and tell me if Catholics are, are nuts or not, right? Right. But here's uh, St. Paul talking to the Roman, Roman, Romans, the Romans in chapter two. He says, for he will render to every man according to his works, to those who by patience and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are factious and do not obey the truth, but obey wick- wickedness, there will be wrath and fury. To the Corinthians, in their, the second letter to the Corinthians, he says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive good or evil according to what he has done in the body. Also, Second Corinthians in the 11th chapter, For such men are false apostles, defeat, deceitful workmen, disguised, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of the light. So it is not strange if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond to their deeds. I mean, it's like, it's what you do. What you do matters. Right. Right. We're, we're essentially judged according to our works. Not our faith. Now, we know as Catholics, because faith and works go together, we are being judged according to our faith. Right. Because if we have that faith, if faith is alive in us, the works will be evident. Right. 
right? And that's and that that's the key, and that's what we're trying to say, and what I think St. James is trying to help us to understand is that 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 works are necessary part, right? That 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 you can't have this faith and not have works. I mean, St. James specifically says. You know, if you're talking to somebody who is cold and they're hungry, they ain't got a home, and you go like, hey, I hope it all works out pretty good. God loves you. He's a, he's a good God. See you later. But you don't provide for the needs of their, their physical body. Yeah. Then what good is it? What have you done? Your faith is dead. That's what St. James is saying. I'm not saying that. That's what he's saying. So we have to ask ourselves, what is it that we're doing to demonstrate that faith. Well, I think also uh, welcoming God into the moment, uh, into every moment. We've all had moments in which someone has asked something of us where it's like, oh gosh, I really don't want to do that. Or someone has asked for forgiveness and it's like, man, I'm not sure if I'm ready to do that, right? Yeah. But giving those moments over to God and letting God do the forgiving within us and through us and or letting God work through us uh, and say, you know what, God, you gave me this money it's not mine. It belongs to you, you know. And and if you want to bless this person in this way, inviting God, giving God the opportunity to move in you and exercise His authority over you and over that which He's entrusted to your authority and your stewardship. That's when you are then cooperating with the living God. Mm, yes, and you're letting Him work through you and love through you, and that's the difference, you know. Whereas if God's trying to move your heart to forgive or trying to move your heart to help others uh, and you're like mm, I don't think so I'm too mad or I'm too busy or I want to go play video games or yeah. whatever it might be um, that is an example of a faith that's not you, you, that you haven't let thrive in life with God amen speaking of thriving I love what the catechism says in regard to this in uh, the, uh, uh, paragraph 1816 the disciple of Christ must not only keep the faith and live on it but also profess it confidently bear witness to it and spread it all however must be prepared to confess Christ before men as to follow him along the way of the cross amidst the persecutions which the church never lacks service of and witness to the faith are necessary for salvation it goes on but it's a beautiful notion faith and works they go hand in hand you can't dismiss them you can't separate them and when you do that's when you start to have problems and certainly we we don't want to have problems do we no and it goes hand in hand with our salvation now it's not salvation isn't just after we die it's we are being saved when we let god conquer our sin now amen listen at the the, the blessed mother is going to help us in this this faith and works Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray, pray for, for us sinners, now and the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.